0: We are in Champions League, man. That was my Dilly name dindy dindy dong, come <laughs> on.
1: Into sharing and won I will love it if we beat them, love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast with Gary Kearney. Aguero.
0: Hello, welcome to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. My name is Gary Kerning. So, this is the second episode for the preseason special, just to give coaches a little bit of content as they begin their preseason over here in the US. Club, high school, and college will be beginning to get going over the next couple of weeks. So, just to give you a little bit of help, some things to think about. The first one was with Ryland Morgans about the sports science, the fitness element to it, how to tie it into the soccer aspect, uh, how to individualize it. This second one is about the mental side of the game. We all approach pre-season with a real intention to get our team mentally where we want them. We want the culture right, we want the mentality right, uh, because we know that will probably define where we end up. So, how do we do that? And I've brought on Stu Singer. Stu's been on here before with a previous podcast. He he was excellent. He's a performance psychology coach. He works with well performance in, a, in different sports. He's worked with players in college, women's basketball, women's soccer. He is different class and one of the leaders uh, in sports psychology in the country. So delighted to get Stu on and wanted to get his insight on, yeah, the mentality piece. How do we plan it? Can we plan it? How much planning can we do um, so lots of good stuff coming up here. Hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think uh, at Gary Kernine on Twitter, at Gary Kernine on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Stu, thanks for joining me this morning for the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to be here. love it, Gary. You're the first repeat guest.
0: Can Uh-oh, you believe that? I'm
1: honoured. I'm yeah. honoured. <laughs> in, in the
0: podcast's history, illustrious history. Um, <laughs> excited to have you on. So there's we're going to go straight into the, our agenda this morning, which is okay. pre-season. So obviously having been a college coach for 13, 14 years, I'm, I'm well used to the summer period where you're kind of without any contact with your team and you're developing your sessions and your exercises and how you want your team to look and the tactical framework of what you want to apply. But you know as you get more experienced that you'll live and die by the mental strength and the the kind of intangibles in your program. So how do I plan for that there in the preseason
1: period? Well, I look at it from two spaces. The first is the big picture space. What what is it that we're really trying to accomplish? What's the what's the end end goal or what's the continual goal? And then short term, so meaning what what can I put in place? And, and I hope to to give you some thoughts um, on that. But I think the big picture needs to happen first. So you have to have that. What are we really trying to do when we talk about if, if I want to you know plan for some some mental aspect of of the of the preseason and and the whole season? I hope. Um, so I think that starts for me with the ability for us to begin to frame the mental aspect of performance better. I I don't think we've done a great job, quite frankly. And when I say we, I mean, even my own, prof, you know, my own, uh, profession and colleagues and, <clears throat> and then certainly, coaches and, and, and parents and, and everybody else that's involved in it. And what I mean by that is that we, we, we don't, we would never say, Hey, we're fit. So now let's stop doing fitness. You know, Hey, I'm 18. I, I reached a fitness goal. We're all set. But sometimes we have done that with the mental, we're going to do something for the preseason. We're going to do a, you know, a we're going to bring somebody in to have a talk. We're going to do some things. We read a book over, I asked them to read a book this summer and we're going to review that book. And that book was all about, you know, mental performance. And, and now, now that we've talked about it, we've reached our, our mental performance goal. And so the first part for me is reframing it. And I reframe it as that. It is forever. If you want to get good mentally, you must attend to it forever, like you would, att- or forever in terms of your career. Um, and and so if you know if you you wouldn't set up a great uh, get them in 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 great shape, get a get them fit preseason, and then say okay, we don't have to do any fitness throughout the rest of the season. And it's the same with the mind. And so for me, what does that mean? It, it means being intentional with how we go about what we're going to do. So before I go deeper with it, does that all make sense first?
0: Yeah. You're saying approach
1: it in a way that you would approach the physical almost start. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you said it great. The, you said at this point in the year, how many coaches are already laying out their training sessions and certainly their preseason sessions, but some might go deeper and deeper and they look back. I I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming or guessing that the majority of your coaches hold on to their last season's uh, training programs and, and, and practice schedules and they can go back and refer to it and refine it and, and all that kind of stuff, but are we doing the same thing with the mental aspect?
0: Absolutely. Um, it's interesting. I mean, when when you say, you know, can I set be more specific? Like, get a almost prepare for the mental side. Do you think? Like, when I think of that, it falls into the problem I have, and I wanted to get to this would be goal setting with your team. There's so many okay. players come in and say, all "Right, well." You know, we're going to have a classroom session, and we're going to sit and and see where uh-huh. where we're going to go. Which is, in theory, is great, right? You want to uh-huh. sit and be on the same page and and go on a journey and find your destination first and foremost, and and all that good stuff. The problem I think that we're having in in most environments too is that we're all going to this. Think we're all going to the same place, right? We all want to win a championship. Yep. So, so what makes it? What makes it different, unique, and gets a different form of... I mean, if the players are hearing the same thing every year, surely that's going to disengage them.
1: Yeah, so it's an interesting piece. I just gave a, um, a talk to a um, to a, uh, all the academy coaches at a, an academy uh, up here in the New England area. And one of the things that I tried to frame it as is that and i mean there's nothing wrong with the, the team classroom sessions that's there's nothing there's nothing inherently wrong with that but what if we decide that we're actually just going to weave it into everything that we do so we're not we're not necessarily repeating these hour long or half hour long or, or whatever sessions in a classroom. But really what we're doing is we're just weaving it into our everyday practice. So think of it like this. We can do fitness, um, where we put everybody, uh, on a line and we, you know, and we, you know, we run to the six, we run to the 18, we run to midfield, we, you know, and we can do our fitness like that, or we can do it through laps and we could do this, that, or the other, or we could put a ball at their feet. And while they are doing whatever it is technically that we're asking them to do, we're building fitness. And I know for a fact that players enjoy that level. They they much more enjoy that level of of, of developing their fitness rather than the get on get on the line and and start to run type of type of fitness. And the point being is that it's woven into. Playing and being a part of doing something that's not this we're only focused on uh, this run another sprint, run another sprint, and i I really truly believe that the best way for us to do the mental aspect is that we just weave it into everything that we do now again, there's nothing wrong with the classroom session either but but the bigger picture is when I say about being intentional with it is do we know? what the brain does under stress and pressure. So we, so as coaches, that's something that we should be intentional about is we need to do our own learning and development. But then now let's create an environment that intentionally matches up with what we already understand now. And now we don't bore them, quote unquote, with uh, these classroom sessions, but we actually are creating something that's woven right into everything that we do on a daily basis. Mm.
0: It's brilliant. Yeah, I mean the the pressure and, and intensity is such a is such a big part, right? Especially in college because they're coming in. It's almost soccer, 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 twenty four seven, and then all of a sudden, especially for the young players, mm-hmm. school starts. Social aspects of life start, and then it becomes what was once a hundred percent focus becomes then you might be thirty percent between social and academic. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. how how do you suppose then with the landscape changing? Um, and preseason moving into regular season and, and life changing. Um, how does a coach help players manage that?
1: Yeah. So I feel like the, you know, first and foremost is understanding that. Uh, I mean, you, you, you have a good grasp on, on the, that, that change that starts to occur in that uh, transition that they need to, to have. So first and foremost, you have to have to understand that and i think what cuts to the to the very core of what i do and teach is understanding um discomfort and and let's say worry and or even what what a what a brain considers to be danger and so if you if you think about the young player coming into to a new program, uh, maybe a new state there, you know, they've moved, they, they don't live locally um, and new teammates, new program, new demands, you know, new expectations, everything that signals in the typical brain. And this doesn't mean that they're soft or they're weak, by the way, it, it signals in the typical brain danger right and then you add in the social context that you ma- that you mentioned and the academic uh context that you mentioned and and those things represent this this moment that most of us would reach that says what if i can't do this and then that starts to trigger the the fight or flight response and so a majority of your young players uh, and and all of your players but certainly the young ones are going to be immediately in this fight-or-flight space. Uh, and and unless we are intentional about uh, dealing with that, um, we are probably doing them a little bit of a disservice.
0: Oh, this is a good topic. So now <laughs> you're talking about, again, a, on a collective and individual level, you're talking about trying to build a coach is trying to, you know, knowing that the college season is... 20 games inside 3 months knowing that your conference is going to come to a conference tournament with you know four games in a week or whatever it is mm-hmm. resilience ha- mm-hmm. ha- dealing with adver- adversity is so so important so how can how can coaches challenge that young player or challenge any player and, and build resilience in that preseason period without doing damage uh, I love this
1: so here's something to think about is that our species the human species, is outrageously resilient right we've been around for six million years and 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 um, I, I think a half a million years uh, in uh, in terms of uh, the current uh, form that we're in uh, and the reason is because we're amazingly great at adapting and being resilient. So I try to frame it as we are inherently resilient. What gets in the way is our own thoughts. And so if we can begin to manage our thoughts and and what we give our attention to, we allow for our innate ability to adapt and be resilient to just uh, come out. So, so how do we do that as coaches? And, and here's going to be this thing that, that, um, that we talk about that's that's really an, an interesting piece, which is called the vulnerability paradox. And we think of vulnerability typically when we frame it as uh, weakness, right? So if you as a coach say, listen, um, their left back is weak. And so for us, maybe where we want to try to to, you know, continually attack them is in that spot. That is where they are vulnerable. And that is what we think of when we think of vulnerability, typically. We also think of it in terms of being, when we are are an athlete as, I don't want to show any vulnerability in any way, shape, or form, whether it be physical, mental, emotional. I don't want to show it. But when you talk about how you as a coach, easiest thing that you can do is flat out say to the young, in particular, your young players coming in, I get it. I was in your shoes. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. My head was spinning. I thought the older players were you know, this, that, or the other compared to me. Uh, I didn't know if I could do this. I missed being, at, being home. If you just go right at it and acknowledge it and accept that vulnerability is actually there, Then you turn it and flip it into a strength because at that moment, that young player goes, oh, then everything that I'm experiencing right now inside of my head is exactly what I should be experiencing. And then you throw in and you're going to do this. This is going to be the hardest thing that you've done and you're going to come out the other side. And when you come out the other side, you're going to be a better, stronger version of you so it's it's just a case of throwing it on the table, basically, so it's not the elephant in the room bingo yeah. we 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 Gary, think about this uh, i'm going to use myself um but if you if you want to chime in, please do i didn't know anything about anything at eighteen years old, and i I knew i didn't, but yet I probably was not at all going to tell anybody that and the the moment. And, and and so they don't, and the and all this stuff is, is triggering inside of them, uh, that, that, that they don't know all this stuff, yet they're supposed to come across as if they do. And when we don't just put it on the table, then we reinforce the fact that they should know this, they should know how to handle all this, they should be able to deal deal with all this, and in their mind they're like, I don't know how to. <laughs> I don't know how to.
0: Mm. Uh
1: and it doesn't mean that they can't, by the way. And like I said, we're amazingly uh, resilient and, and adaptive. So so most will, regardless. But in, um, for me, it's like instead of saying, hey, you know, throw them in the deep end and see if they can swim. Why don't we teach them how to swim, period? Let's just start from, let's teach them.
0: So on that, the, the management of, okay, so you're bringing a young player in who's, or you're, you're even a club and you've got a young player who who maybe isn't. I mean, I hate using the term, even in college, like I, I've just, I've, I suppose I've redefined what mental toughness is and I hate you. Okay. I would never use the term mentally weak because it's just people deal with things in different ways. So yep. so let's look at a young player who's come in and maybe they're, they're not ex- being exposed to an environment that is as demanding as what they are currently in. Um, and you 're saying now to that player that you 've got to teach them how to swim and work with them um how how is that is that done by weekly meeting is is that is there a is there a player do you give that player you know like a big brother big sister program What are
1: ways to do that okay so all the above. First of all, I mean, that's all possible. I think some of it goes by resource, right? So if, if your program has the resource to have, um, whether it be someone's already on campus, um, as terms of a sports psychologist, and or you have the resources to bring somebody in, you certainly can do that. But as a coach, um, I'm going to define intentional as what we plan and what we value. All right. So first and foremost, uh, what do you plan and what do you value? And so if you can, so say you want that player to play what we call play big. I want, I want players that play big, that, that big moments, they, they, they rise up to those, those moments. Well, you better start with high demand and you better start with, but, but also valuing the concept of, of going for it, of, of, you know, that, that risk reward. I want players that are willing to do that instead of players that want to play safe and hesitant. All right. And so there's an intentional component to this. And, and so early on, what I would say is, is that there are, as a coach, you have many moments where you can do this. You can do it by saying, I'm going to meet with every new player, period bring them in. I'm going to meet with them and spend time with them. And we're going to talk about these things, or you can do mini moments where I just can see what the need is. I see it right now that this player is hesitant. Um, again, not again, I love that you're saying we, it's not about, it is not about weakness. It might be about different starting points. I think that's fair. Like what, what, you know, some just got better, guidance, um, from home or from a coach or from a big brother or from a, you know, big sister or, you know, teammates, whatever. And some just didn't have anything. And, and so they might have a different starting place, but everybody can get there and they're not, they're not, they're not mentally weak. They're just, you know, they're just learning a new set. And so, and then we layer these messages over and over again with them. And so I think some of it is, what are the messages that we want to layer? with them. And I, does that make sense first? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And so, you know, for me, I really try to say let's not overcomplicate the the concept of of the mind and what they need when under pressure. So we 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 shouldn't have 10 million things that we ask. We should have a handful of things that we we get really good at. And if we can get really good at these things, then we're going to be really good mentally, or we're at least going to be better. You know, we're going to improve. And, and so the, the first thing that we want to do is understand typically that what we're really looking at is regulate, helping them to learn how to regulate their emotions, whether that emotion be the fear emotion, whether it be a frustration emotion whether it be an anger, emotion. But what we're really talking about when we're talking about mental aspect is that we're trying to regulate emotion. And the way that we regulate emotion is we we get really good at understanding what we do want to pay attention to rather than what we don't want to pay attention to. And so most athletes get messed up. Any of us, quite frankly, you and I get messed up when we start paying attention to the wrong things. And so if I am a coach and I am just livid about what the referee is doing, I am now paying attention to the wrong thing. I don't have control over that, that person Uh, I'm probably stuck in the past because they already made the bad call and I'm still stuck in it. So at that moment, I'm doing a really bad job of regulating my emotions because what I'm paying attention to is actually out of my control and pretty worthless for me to be paying attention to. And what I feel when I'm paying attention to things that are out of my control, I can't change, blah, 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 uh, is frustration and anger. And so, and stress. So that's where you are at that moment. So what you want to be paying attention to is what actually matters right now, all right? What do my players need from me in this moment? Not what do I want to yell at, what do I want to scream at, but what do my players actually need from me at this moment? Well, they may need for me to, to understand that we may need a substitution right now, or we may need to change our formation right now, or, you know, whatever that, whatever that tactical or, or whatever, you know, uh, substitution, whatever it might be that they need from us, that's actually what we should be paying attention to that's present and what we have some control over now, our emotion changes just because we changed our place of attention. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's go back
0: just a step just when we're kind of wrapping up here to go you know now I'm a, I'm a club coach and I'm dealing with a big yeah. talent who is you know eventually going to go to uh, a college and having worked in the college game and having worked in the professional game and having worked in the club game what, what would you recommend that the club coaches instead of almost handing this player over at 18 years of age to a college coach what could the club coach do to help build that resilience?
1: Well, I, I think it's actually a multifaceted question, but, but, but one that I think hits on everything that we really need to be thinking about in, in terms of coaching. And the first part that it hits on is the concept of trust. If, if your player tr- trusts you, then you can push them a little bit more deeply. You can talk to them in terms of, I'm doing this for you, not to you, but for you and because you've developed that relationship that trusting relationship uh they're bought in and and I think we skip it sometimes actually or we make this assumption that because I'm I I always say this we don't we, with the title of of coach we we do get certain things we should get a certain level of respect respectful relationship um with with especially with with youth players um you know and we should get certainly some cer- certain courtesies that that come with those relationships like we should you know with any adult uh, and youth relationship and 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 you can expect those things. They may not always be there, but that's something that I think is a reasonable expectation. But one expectation that we can't have is that you get trust because of your title. Trust is something that we build and we earn through our actions and behaviors. So I think that you can. I know the exact everything that you're saying. We we have this weird relationship with the super talent player at the special level, and certainly it's seeping up to the college as well which is that we don't don't aggravate them too much because we don't want to leave the 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 club and and i i get that part but i actually think that most especially ones that are you know have something that they want to achieve know that somewhere within them they need to be pushed um just like all of us do, um, that to reach our best, There almost has to, there's a reason that we have coaches and fitness trainers and personal trainers out of our comfort zone the way somebody from the outside can push us out of our comfort zone. So I do believe that there's most of the time there's inher- an inherent understanding that, that they need that. But what they need to do is have that relationship and trust with you. And I think that is the biggest thing that we can start to do at that young age And again, I believe much of it begins with saying, I know exactly how this is going to feel. So we acknowledge it. I know what I'm asking you to do is out of your comfort zone. I know that what I'm asking you to do, you're so much better than so, you know, that the majority of of your peers, yet I'm going to ask you to do something that's going to make you look awkward at first, because this is a skill set you don't quite have yet. Um, and by, by acknowledging that it is going to be difficult it is going to be painful it is going to be challenging is, you know, whatever you want to call it uh, you immediately uh, allow for that conversation and that relationship of trust to build we've got almost come, come full circle at the end haven't we where it's
0: just wrapping this up it's club level, college level it's, it's see the challenges from the player's point of view um, be empathetic with it, and build a skill set. I love that word to try and and you know maneuver your way around the challenges, and then continually. So it's almost a mental aspect, is a process
1: rather than a a one meeting or anything like that. Beautiful. And that's, again, goes 100% back to the beginning, which is where I said, you know, there's a big picture of this, and it's how we frame it and understand it. And then this, the, the, the tiny picture, which is, what are the things that we can do within within the moment? But if you look at it, like, it, it's not a, there's not an endpoint to the mental game, just like there's hopefully not an endpoint to the physical aspect of the game that we can always grow more and we can always learn more. And, and the mental aspect is the same. And so if we accept that, then we start to accept the process of it. I've done a lot of reading on Jurgen Klopp and, and Pep, and there's this real um, toggling and between the push and the, and the acknowledgement of what we're, when we're pushing what goes on within the individual. Like that makes sense to me. Um, and quite frankly, it's what I, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate because I get that opportunity to, to talk to what goes on. You know, the players are telling me, this is exactly what's going on for me. And even if I'm really, really talented, I mean, like really, really talented players still battle these same exact things that we're discussing. And so when you really know what's going on with them, then it makes the most sense in my mind to, to address it at that point. That's what we're really trying to do is say, let's just address the reality of, of, of all this. Um, and I think we get our best results when we do that. Stu, thank you so much. This is first class. Love it, Gary. Well, um, always, well, always happy to do it.
0: Big thanks to Stu for his time and his insight there. Hope you enjoyed that. Plenty of valuable information, advice, insight to take on to your team whenever you're preparing and going at pre-season. The big takeaway for me is that it's not to rush, I suppose, the mentality and the culture piece. Um, We we have only a certain amount of time in pre-season. We would love more. We would love more sessions. We would love more access to the players. Uh, We would love to be starting earlier. All that stuff. The games come too fast. But it's important just listening to Stu there. The big... The big thing for me is that it's important not to rush the process of getting a young player from A to B, so we want our teams to be mentally tough, we want our culture to be spot on for minute one, but sometimes we have to meet the players where they're at, rather than meeting them where we want them to be, and I think that's sometimes where the relationship can break down, and sometimes, you know, you need to take a step back. Uh, nobody's perfect. We're not perfect, and it takes a little bit of time to build a relationship. And as Stu said, develop that trust. So I would say that's a, that's definitely a mistake I've made: is is trying to get things done a little bit too quick when when reality is some things can't be rushed. Uh, and it's really, really good advice that from Stu: the techniques, the time, uh, the little informal chats that it takes to to build that relationship and to to keep those talks going with the players. Again. Uh, sometimes we we see individual meetings as something that we do at the end of the year and tell players they have to get better in all these technical areas, but we should be doing a lot more of it for sure. So, so thanks so much to Stu for that, um, and we'll get him on again. We'll get the hat trick uh, very soon, I'm sure. His insight is is different class, and he's doing a lot of good work and in a number of sports. So, so thanks to Stu. So, um, yeah, let me know what you think about it as always. A little tweet at Gary Instagram at Gary Always great to hear from coaches. Best of luck in your preseason. Hope you've enjoyed these couple of podcasts. Hope it goes well and most importantly, enjoy it and make sure your players enjoy it. Thanks so much. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Modern Soccer Coach podcast. For more coaching topics, sessions and resources, head on over to Coach Carnine on Facebook
1: or visit the website at www.modernsoccercoach.com.